listeners, it's Wednesday somewhere, and that means that you are listening to Spoiler Alert. I have made my return after weeks of teaching, talking, lecturing, and then honestly, just like a whole lot of grading, like a whole, (laughs) like too much grading, too, too much. Uh, I have made my triumphant return, uh, and I'm joined by Sanj. Uh, Sean is busy. Sanj, how was your break from me? Oh, hi, Jer. Welcome back. Yay. Dad's back. Um, it was good. You know, we missed you a lot. But we had uh, our great pal James come on the show. Thank you again, James, for filling in. He really, yes. really brought up the tenor of the show, I think. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it flew by. Like, it went by really quickly. It was weird. And now you're back. Yeah, it's true. It felt like no time and a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was, it, well, as we've talked about on the show, uh, a part of a part of doing the show is just having a weekly rhythm of understanding that it's a new week and that um, that is how your life is working. And so I swapped it for something much more hectic, which was actually kind of a little confusing to my rhythm. And uh, I had a few jolts where I either thought I forgot to do this show or forgot to prepare for class. Mm. And I would just be like, oh, and then I remembered that I had actually uh, paused my commitment here and <laughs> yeah. done the job I was supposed to do and everything was fine. Uh. But uh, yeah, no, it just it just set me off. And I was like, you know, I haven't stood in front of a group of people or talked on the radio for a while. And I'm pretty sure I should have done one of those by now. <laughs> and I just couldn't figure out which anyway. But uh, it's all good. It's all good. Time has resumed. Uh, the rhythm is back. We're back. Uh, I'm happy to be back, and I'm happy to be ready to roll. Listeners, on this show, we talk about different sorts of watchables and shows and other things that a person might watch. Um, so today, uh, after a good break mm-hmm. uh, of different topics and things, uh, I'm here to ask the question, Sonia, what are you watching? Well, Jerry, I'm so glad you asked. It has been quite some so time. Glad. I think... I think we had one episode of What You Watching right after you left and then haven't had even had a segment since. So some of this stuff See, is old. Um, but first, I'm going to talk about the current, the most current and most important thing that I'm watching. And that is, of course, go. Jeremy, the Bears. <laughs> it's bear season, bears? baby. Um, oh, you may no, recall. For real? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you may recall. Listeners may know. <laughs> but one of the super cool Whoa. things about me is that I love watching some bears on a live stream every summer in Alaska. Um, Brooks Falls in, uh, in uh, Katmai National Park in Alaska uh, has one of the best spots for the salmon run. <laughs> of anywhere on earth and so an unprecedented number of bears come together in that spot to fish um and a whole group of really cool people like me online literally thousands of us tune in to watch them and try and learn how to identify the different bears and just i don't know what like just enjoy the beauties of nature and the very interesting facets of bear behavior um, are, are you interacting with people regarding the bears? Well, here's the thing, Jer. I am now. I've I've dipped a toe in. <laughs> and and it's kind of become meta where part of what's driving this interest for me is also watching the people watching the bears. Um mm-hmm. so there's like so it's hosted on this web website called explore.org. So there's like a chat room there. 
And then they also post it to YouTube. So there's a chat room in, on the YouTube. And I also have recently joined a Discord. <laughs> because there's more reliable bear ID information on there. And fewer new people asking the same questions over and over again. Which is a lot of what mm -hmm. the YouTube live chat is. Um, I see. Just people sort of like dipping their paws in, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Who's just like are seeing it for the first time. Like the live stream just shows up through their YouTube algorithm. They're like, oh my God, are these real bears? And ask yeah. some really strange questions. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it's, as I think with literally any fandom or like community online, there are mm -hmm. a lot of really fascinating and weird interpersonal dynamics. So like there are people who get really emotionally attached to the bears. And then there are the people who are like maybe a bit more serious about kind of keeping it scientific and like not anthropomorphizing the bears. And mm -hmm. like this year, the salmon run is actually late. So the salmon are late and people are panicking. And it's almost certainly fine. Bears are one of the most resilient species on earth. They, um, <laughs> they're, they're omnivores. They will find other sources of food. But people are losing their GD minds. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, Jer, I am interacting a bit with the other people, but I'm also mm -hmm. observing and being very interested by my fellow people, my fellow bear watchers. So this is, okay, this is very interesting to me. So first yeah. and foremost, is it like, like okay, I'm you yeah. in a bear watching mood. Yeah. And I am presuming that you're still busy and in need of doing some other stuff. So let's just say you're cooking supper or something. Yeah. So you flick on the bears and you start prepping whatever biscuits you're going to have that night. And uh, is it like a thing where you like are doing stuff and going about your day and you're maybe like not paying attention to this piece of art that's hanging on your wall, but then you hear something and you look over and that's what's drawing you to it? Or are you like glued on watching these bears hoping for the next big thing that's happening i i wish it was more of the former and that i could tell mm -hmm. you i was able to multitask i'm afraid it's often much of the latter um where i have okay because the other thing is there are multiple cameras there are seven cameras so i often have more than one screen going because Bears will show up in the different locations and there'll be like mm -hmm. some really cute cubs over by the river. And then, um, you know, some of the big boys are like fishing at the falls and you're like, ooh, got to see who catches a fish. Some of the big boys. <laughs> I, know, big boys. I know. I hear myself saying this and I know and I hope that this is providing our listeners some entertainment at my expense because uh, I do know this is quite funny. But um, but yeah, especially when there's like lots of comings and goings. And you're trying to hone your ID skills. So you're like, okay, that mm -hmm. one's bear 856. That one's bear 810. That one's 747. Oh, 810 just left. And this new guy, who's that? So it gets really addictive because you're kind of just all, there's always something to be thinking about. And then you're like, oh, an hour and a half has passed. And all I've been doing is sitting here watching bears. Uh, who's your favorite bear? That's a really tough question, Jer. I'm going to have to go with number 128, Grazer. Uh, she's one of the most, <laughs> that's her nickname, um, and she's one of the most dominant uh, female bears at the falls, especially when she has cubs. This is the first year in a couple years she doesn't have cubs with her, so she's a little more chill this year. But she is not okay. afraid to take on the large male boars who are like twice her size. Um, and afraid. people call it getting grazered. <laughs> 
when she comes at them. <laughs> so I, I'm a, I'm a grazer girl at heart. So thank okay. you for asking. No, that's that's uh, that's fantastic. That's Ooh. interesting news. Uh, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we're sort of at a point where we we have different ways of like interacting with the content that we're watching and like ultimately you know if you're getting more out of it and invested in it you know like this is reality tv i'm interested in yeah you know, does that make sense yeah you know, like like that like yeah i like i do think there is a bit of purity here as opposed to like do you remember like nat geo shows or like anything on discovery where they like bear attacks and yeah. they kind of like would make these things that were ultimately unsatisfying as they like pack a narrative into whatever's going on. Yeah, and just um, like so, so sensationalized. Fe- yes. So I feel like there is like a bit of kind of like honesty in the whole bit of it being like if you're there, well, if you're on watching the cam, you see it and if you don't, you don't you can catch clips of it, but maybe you miss that moment and like has it happened where like something's going down so people get on the discord and then you jump on and are able to catch it yeah that's actually that's partly why i joined the discord because you can sign up for different types of notifications so like now i'm getting a notification every time the new spring cubs show up the real little ones who were just born Mm -hmm. so it's like you don't want to miss that man (laughs) yeah what a wholesome fixation for you to have thank you yeah it's Uh, it's pretty cute um, I'm, well, I'm going to draft off your sort of, like, different kind of watchable situation here. Do it. Um, and, uh, Sonia, are you aware that right now there's a semi-popular artist uh, making her way across the United States uh, and then the world? Uh, her, she's quite young. She's our age. Her name is Taylor Swift. <laughs> I was like, and... it could have been her or <laughs> Beyonce. I don't know which one. One of the, one of the two. Um, but uh, uh, a few people in my life, including wife of the show... Uh, is tapped into this whole thing and like like you can watch every concert yeah on because so many people are streaming it onto like instagram or tiktok but then this next incredible thing is have you witnessed any of these you know what i'm talking about i've seen clips i've seen some clips. so so but here's what's happening is that people are sitting down when it's concert time and using like OBS or something to patch into like seven to ten streams and switching between the best ones to get the best angles for different things. That's basically the and same like, as me and the bears. <laughs> I, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, it's honestly like this because like on one hand, it is like, is everyone OK? Like, that's the first question is like, mm, is this is too much. But then if <laughs> but then if people are, then honestly, this is just kind of like an interesting grassroots Mm -hmm. sort of way to interact with the content. And I'm very, we have not talked about ticket sales and that sort of thing at all on this show, but uh, things around Taylor Swift and other ticket buying things are very unhealthy right now. Yeah. Uh, Just because it's a situation of like, if you want to go to this, it will cost you $2,500 for the worst possible seats. If you actually get those tickets and if you want to just buy tickets to the show, it's like a regular amount of money, like two hundred to two thousand dollars or something. Um, so it is just this kind of like really horrible sort of second market of people just mm-hmm. like jacking up prices for no reason other than the thing is popular. But then to like like just side skirt it with like watch it online, 
yeah. as much as you want. You know, like, like just to, and there are a lot of, I think it's kind of a mainly like a comedian thing that like, we take your phones away so you don't record the thing because that yeah. loses value to the, and it's really interesting that this is just like a case of like, that's not the case. That's not the thing. Like, if anything, like, there's more people engaged with the thing now because they don't have the ability to kind of interact with it otherwise. Yeah. So, Or even people who are going to the shows who watch it ahead of time to, like, be prepared for what's going to happen at the show and, like, have, like, outfits that correspond with her outfits and, like... Sure. Know all these different bits and dances and stuff. Like, that's something I feel like I've been seeing for the last little while with shows is, like, yeah, information coming out about them ahead of time online and then people using that as, like, preparation for the event itself. I find it very interesting. Mm-hmm. But also, like, it is just this, like, very functional community builder. Yeah. You know, like, it, like, it is just people coming together to celebrate the thing that they're into in kind of just a very wholesome yeah. and like meaningful way. So anyway, uh, I just think it's interesting that you're kind of doing it with bears uh, <laughs> because it is, it is just like a different kind of thing in terms of like for a long time, there have been people who like watch streamers who mostly play video games. Like that's, you know, and there mm-hmm. is a, there is a pornographic uh, <laughs> element to this as well, yes. which we'll just sort of step around for the moment. Sure. But I do think that the time of like the interactive live thing is sort of like, it was a thing a couple of times now that I sort of think about it. But, uh, you know, my, like my mom is watching some stuff. Yeah. Where she gets to interact with the person. And it's just kind of cool to be like, oh, here's 450 people watching this thing. In no way, shape, or form a commercial success. Um, but, like, if they ask a question, the person responds to them. And, like, you know, they have that kind of connection. And, like, just, like, trigger warning, things can go too far in a whole bunch of different ways. Yeah. But uh, it is kind of cool that we're, like, at the point where that's normalized and accessible. Mm-hmm. So, it's, yeah, I, you could say that it's very interesting. It's very interesting indeed. I have to that's agree. A bear, that, that's a bear. That's a bear pun. That's a bear. I'll pun. take it. I'll take the uh, thing. Yeah. What else? What else have you been watching? Okay. Well, there's been so much great stuff to watch lately, and it's that thing where you're like, it's summer. I got, I got to do stuff, but there's also cool stuff to watch. Um. So I think I've talked before about. Uh, dropout TV, um, and mm-hmm, kind of like mm-hmm. offshoot of College Humor that produces a lot of cool uh, content on their own streaming service, and their D and D actual play show, uh, Dimension Twenty. They their most recent mini season is Dungeons and Drag Queens, featuring Alaska, Juju B, Bob the Drag Queen, and Monet Exchange. Um, mm-hmm. If play- if if I may interrupt, I don't know how they got the four of them. Like like that is like like I well obviously well I've watched a lot of the Drag Race because of Wife of the yes. Show. Um, and like I would I would go to a show with any of these people. Oh, like yeah. they, like I would go like easily. Some of the top like for sure the top top caliber of Drag Race queens. I think so. And I, think so. I don't know how scheduling. I don't know how they. Well, did they. That. It's only four episodes. I think they must have shot it all in one day. 
Probably, um, yeah. And they must have just paid them really well. And what's so great, though, is they are so game. And it is so fun to watch them become more invested as the game kind of goes on. Like, it starts and, you know, like, they're kind of performing or whatever and, like, making lots of jokes. But, like, you can just see kind of the moment that each of them gets really, like, sucked into, like, loving D&D and being really into the game. And uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan is DMing. And, of course, he's, like, one of the greats. So I think that's part of it, too, is, like, he kind of, like, gets them invested with his, like, really great storytelling. But Jujubee especially is just, like, doesn't know, doesn't understand a single rule, didn't retain <laughs> anything from their, like, episode zero, but is just so filled with wonderment and and delight <laughs> at every turn and gets so into it. And it just is like, oh, my God. And, like, they're so great. And it's just really good. So, like, mm-hmm. I think they're releasing the episodes on YouTube if people want to check them out for free. But also uh, subscribe I, to Dropout. I have subscribed to Dropout, actually, uh, mm. because we were watching, um, what's the game show one? Game Changer? Yes, which is great. Uh, yeah. with The premise of that show is just that it's a game show, but the game show changes every episode, and they don't tell the contestants what the game is, so they yeah. have to like, feel it out as they play. And uh, it is really fun, and there are some really, the Escape Room one is truly incredible. Oh my god, like, yeah. It is just wild. And uh, I think I watched that before... I started teaching. Um, that's why it's not included on my list. But uh, yeah, that's a really great concept, and they execute it super well mm-hmm. at like the right level of jankiness. Yeah, maybe? yeah. But um, back to what's it actually called? The Dungeons the, and Drag Queens. The, okay, I would. That's what I wanted to say, but I I didn't. Well, because it just it's <laughs> right there. It flows. It flows. Um, I was watching a thing. Did you see it? It was about Brendan Lee Mulligan talking about. Because he is also in drag yeah. for the the present as the dungeon master, but um, did you see him talking about his conversation with Bob? Yeah, where he he was just saying like like the thing he didn't realize is that they had to figure out like what drag meant to him, mm-hmm. and then they could kind of explore that. And uh, I think that's just kind of a really cool way to like honestly like like bring two two worlds together yeah. in a way that maybe hasn't been, I well. I shouldn't say that. They definitely have been together. Yeah, like so, this, like it's like yes. there's for sure a lot of people at that intersection of those being two of their huge interests, like drag and yes, like there are a lot of queer D and D players out there, for sure. Well, and and also not to mention just like the act of doing a thing that lets you be someone else for a while. Yeah, it's like like they are actually pretty closely aligned yeah. in terms of what you're doing to yourself, but. Uh, I don't know. There is just something like really liberating and fun about it. And his discussion of like, like him in the act of Brendan Lee Mulligan in the act of doing this, like figuring out a lot more about that community and like what they're doing uh, in just kind of like a really engaging way is just yeah. sort of fun. And uh, I didn't, I never know. I haven't watched a lot of their Dimension 20. I feel like they get the best clips. Like, I feel like, like, the sp- little moments they have are really great. And I think all of their people are really entertaining. I can't watch Critical Role. Yeah. a big thing about me. And it's, I feel like it's just too much about the voice stuff. Yeah. Like, like they will just go. Yeah. And it hurts me. Um, but I think you I should also... check out a season of D20. 
I tried a couple times. That's not for you. That's, <laughs> that's fine. It's like, it's not for everyone. I don't know what yeah. it is. I just, it brings me so much joy and comfort. Um, But yeah, I love Brennan so much. Like, oh, he just is such a, I don't know. What a lovely human being. Like, I'm so glad that he exists. And yeah, the context mm. of that conversation is he said to them, like, how can I best support you? Like, what would make mm. you guys the most comfortable? Do I show up in just like a button up? Am I also in drag? And yeah, it was Bob who said like, well, what does drag mean to you? And kind of dissecting mm-hmm. that. And he looks friggin' hot also. Just saying. <laughs> like, for those you of us just... out there with a big crush on Brendan Lee Mulligan, this is a big thing for us. You just like guy liner. That's the thing. I d- for sure your, do. That's that's a hundred percent. Yeah, it's your Laura Dern Safari shorts. It is. Uh, it is. Which is which is fine. It's good that we all know that, right? Yeah, like, that's a good thing. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Anyway, moving us along, Sanj. Uh, I want to talk to you about a thing today, mm-hmm. Sonia, and it's a new concept. And a new thing that we have to add to our dictionary of how we watch stuff uh-huh. before I get into discussing what this is. Oh. Um, you're familiar with binging? Uh-huh. I am. Yes, right. Intimately. Uh, I, would, <laughs> I would like to present you with the word nibble, mm. which is the way that I have found that I am able to watch things that are long form. So, uh, Wife of the Show and I started watching Taskmaster uh, from the UK and from Australia. Woo! <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, you, I feel like you've recommended it three billion times. To I me. have. <laughs> and we were just like, well, we'll give it a go. And uh, what is, uh, I can't remember, we, we'd gone back and forth about it. What is the comedian's name from uh, Australia? Uh, she's like hosts a bunch she- of mor- morning shows and stuff. Julia McMorris, I think. Yes. Uh, Anyway, that's kind of where the whole thing like started. And then we sort of went down the rabbit hole. Uh, For those who aren't familiar, I don't know how that's possible. But Taskmaster is a UK started based show where uh, they get five comedians to do a task and then award them points that really don't mean anything. I don't know where Sonia has definitely talked about this on the air, probably more than a few times. Anyway, um, but uh, it's really great show to nibble on where mm-hmm. you watch a task for 10 15 and then you pause it and then you have to do whatever thing you're going to do and then you can come back to it and if you miss a segment it doesn't really matter and you know like the points part is like giving like a bit a little bit of sort of competitiveness but ultimately is just people playing for points that get them a trophy they don't want <laughs> yeah anyway uh, there are lots of great moments in Taskmaster. We're not going to cover them all. Uh, wife of the sh- wife of the show and I have been flying through everything because it's on YouTube, so it's super accessible, and we're just sort of watching bits and pieces as we go. However, uh, there is a sports moment which honestly should probably go to the top of the pyramid, and that is, uh, listeners, if you need to, just search Joe Wilkinson gets a potato into a golf hole. <laughs> Uh, and so that is the ta- that is the task that, the, that these people are tasked with, and they go about it in different ways. But just for me to describe it to you, Joe Wilkinson approaches a golf hole, which is surrounded by a very large um, green red mat that they're not a red right. green. I know, but it's a, a red, red green. green. Thank that's you. Yes, the joke. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, anyway, uh, which they're not allowed to walk onto, and they have to throw the potato in. And he just very casually throws it in. Like, he just walks up and throws it in after sort of a moment of doubt. 
and uh, he kind of wins the task and everyone's celebrating and he's sort of showboating and all of this sort of stuff. <laughs> anyway, the, the format of the show is that they do the task weeks or months in advance yeah. and then they revisit it later. And uh, he's just so excited that he did it so well. And then, spoiler alert, they replay a thing and his foot is just on the red green, <laughs> just ever so slightly. And this man breaking down is the funniest thing. I, I it just absolutely destroyed us. And it's... Sanj, I don't know I don't know how you felt in that particular moment. But in terms of like the ups and downs of sports, I understood it. <laughs> yeah, I that's <laughs> and, exactly it. You know I was like, I've never understood sports until this very moment. It's like, oh my god. And it it like whole it just absolutely was wild it, it, just, it just but and especially because he like he doesn't have a great performance on his season like you know he struggles with a lot of the tasks he often gets like disqualified for dumb reasons like mm-hmm. he that kind of is the role he gets pigeonholed into and so this moment of just sheer easy triumph for him is so so significant such an important moment of redemption and then it's just snatched away from him Ugh. it's it's almost like it, it's okay for that moment and then like oh i did bad on the show but at least at this at one least thing i had I did this it. at least in this one and he just blatantly asks the taskmaster <laughs> please don't take it away from me and then literally crawls on the floor to him <laughs> trying to keep it and it is so tragic and so funny and like so moving and i think one of the other comedians even says like this is the biggest moment in sports that i've ever seen <laughs> and um it, it's just crazy how like on honestly it's just a really great format for a show like they just like figured it out and like really got it down to the nuts yeah. and bolts of what it ought to be and also i think it's kind of interesting because they must so they conceive of these tasks. There must be more than we see. And then they must go to a writer's room and like pick and choose what will go together and like what makes flow and that sort of thing. And so I do feel like, again, there's sort of that bit of reality TV honesty. And as well, like these are just people who are there to make jokes. Like, yeah. They are funny people. So it's not like it's fully, I don't know. It's not like it's less, well, it's not Survivor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm going to just turn around and huck this potato into a small <laughs> hole in my basement here. Um, but uh, it's time for us to take a short break. You're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR. Regina Community Radio tuned into the community. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR. Regina Community Radio tuned into the community. Sonia and I are here. We're talking about stuff we've watched. We're having mm-hmm. a good time. We're we're talking about potatoes. We're talking about holes in those potatoes. Potatoes in those holes, rather. Yeah. Um, but first, uh, I haven't done this in a long time. Let's see if I can get through it. It's game time. <laughs> I didn't want to ask the thing because I thought it'd be weird if you were alone. I don't no, know. That... I should have asked. That was the sort of thing. Thanks the for normal... trying not to make it weird the... since I'm alone. That's the normal. <laughs> that's, the... that's the normal thing. <laughs> Uh, okay, I haven't done this in a while. I have never written it down, so let's see if I can do it. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally a half a second this week looking for a title related to our topic that Sonya has hopefully not seen. I tell her the title. She tells me what she thinks it's about. I tell her what it's really about. And we all have a great time. Time, Son, 
are you ready to play the game? Oh, heck yeah, I am. It just comes out of me. Like, I don't even have yeah. to, like, like I kind of, like, like do this bebop thing, but it's fine. You know like, what's funny, Jared? How it... I've heard you do it so many times, I can do it from memory now. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. I did it uh, Anyway. Back. Well, that's... Does Dan want to get any points? <laughs> no. Yeah, it feels good, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. It feels good to have that control. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Uh, a part okay i'll share this with you now a part of me has wanted to stop being the host of the game for a while (gasps) but i am worried that i will start annihilating the competition because (laughs) i've seen so many damn movies well now now you can't be the host anymore and we're gonna swap out because that we'll see if that confidence is misplaced Let's see. It'll be good. I'm just worried about i'm i hope i get them wrong often well we'll just have that we'll ask you in advance yeah you and Sean pull punches too, and I refused. Yeah. <laughs> I refused. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this week's title is A Little White Lie. Oh. That title again, A Little White Lie. A Little White Lie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a kind of prestige dramedy series a la Big Little Lies. Maybe it's even a spinoff. Um... Where a bunch of rich parents in California, um, one of them tells a lie within their friend group. They say, I know, they say that their child um, got a scholarship to the school that they all go to, this like special scholarship. And then it creates this whole drama within the friend group that they're like trying to figure out why this family got the scholarship. And then the teacher gets murdered. Big twist. Whoa. Big twist. Uh, and, you know, everyone's trying to figure out why this happened and cover up all their uh, little white lies. Wow. Okay. Uh, th- thank you, Sanch. Thank you. Uh, very interesting idea. Uh, wrong in all ways, shapes, and forms, which is which mm. is fine. Um, so uh, a, a Little White Lie is uh, a 2022 American independent comedy film. <gasps> uh, it was sort of... it was kind of severely affected by COVID. So it was supposed to be filmed in 2017 and then got postponed to 2020 uh, and then got like a new casting and everything because there's a bunch of problems. And then was one week shy of wrapping before COVID-19 halted production. And then it was released later in 2023. So it still counts as a 2022 movie, but it came Mm. out in March of 2023. Uh, anyway, it stars, are you ready for this? Uh, Michael Shannon, Kate Hudson, Zach Braff, Kate Linder, uh, and Don Johnson. Anyway, uh, it's kind of like, uh, I remember this film, I can't even remember who was in it, it's called Eulogy. I don't know if you ever saw that one. Mm-mm. Um, but it's about all these family members coming together. Rip Torn played the dad, so he's not, like, in the movie, he's just dead the whole time. And he's got, like, some, like, scenes where he gives, like, a video will. And, uh, he's talking... Anyway, I was just going to go on a thing about eulogy, but I should talk, not talk about it. I should talk about this. Anyway, this movie reminds me of that a lot in that it's just like a small independent movie with a bunch of people who probably just liked the script and wanted to do the movie. Anyway, it is about um, uh, Kate Hudson plays a writer uh, who works as a professor with a bunch of other writers, and they're trying to have this like conference and so they try and invite people but their conference kind of sucks so nobody comes so they invite this elusive writer named Shriver 
and uh, it's played by Michael Shannon. But here's the thing, Sanj. He's not the real Shriver. They got <gasps> That's the, the he has the same right. name as this writer, yes. But he's just like a handyman who doesn't have any work. Anyway, his friend convinces him to like accept it and go get paid and like do this talk and all these things. And uh, it is just kind of this comedy of errors. Uh, it's pretty good. Like it actually like it's this whole and uh, there are some things where you're like, oh, I know what's going to happen. And then they kind of just blow through that into like another interesting sort of thing. And uh, it's fun. It's just really fun. And uh, I my mom put it on and I thought that was really lame. And I saw Don Johnson and I had my expectations set. And then uh, it just was really good. Like it just I was just I like, mean, stacked cast. Great. It is a stacked cast. And it, honestly, I, I don't know if you've seen Michael Shannon read the Sigma Nu or whatever letter. Uh, but that is one of... Oh, my God. So he There was this girl who sent an email to her sorority about how they were letting her down and screwing up. And, like, it's crazy. Anyway, he does a dramatic reading on... This is 10 years old. On Funny or Die as this sorority girl and it's so good i had anyway. no idea what you were talking about at first oh, but now i check, got you check it I, out i got you <sighs> did you watch that do you know have, had you seen it no but i i will look it up oh fair enough anyway um if you've got the time uh, it's on netflix check out a little white lie it's really fun uh i maybe haven't finished it <laughs> but, uh, Nibbles. I still have to watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm nibbling. I'm He's nibbling. nibbling I did get through. I did get through m- the bulk of it, and I was enjoying myself. Can't wait to see what happens. Um, Sonia, thank you for playing the game. Thank you, uh, Jer. The game is, of course, brought to you by me. Maybe not playing the game, running the game anymore. We'll see. Well, yeah. See apparently, happens. we have to have talks. Or, or we can just decide now. Shared uh, custody, maybe. <laughs> shared cut. We'll find out. Anyway, uh, yeah, thank you for playing the game. We're talking about stuff we watched kind of while I was gone, uh, and everyone, at spoiler alert, has been busy. So we're talking about stuff we haven't been able to talk about. Sanj, what else you got to talk about? What else you've been watching? Okay, well, I'm going to keep this one short because this is another unconventional watching situation. But I was about to tell you this funny story at the break, and then I was like, no, actually, I think the podcast... Saving it for the show. The listeners would like this. Um... So I was recently in Toronto for a conference, um, mm-hmm. and I managed to squeeze in some fun sightseeing. I stayed for a couple extra days and, and did some fun things. And one of the fun, cool things I did was I went to um, Casa Loma, which is this like kind of castle, like this big mansion in Toronto. Some some rich guy of old built a big fancy house for his wife. You know, <laughs> you know how they do. And mm-hmm. now it's a tourist attraction. Um, but it has this very beautiful garden and they have a symphony, um, that plays every, I think every Monday in the summer. And it just so happened that the week that I was there, it was movie night. So they were playing music from movies. So I was like, of course I'm going to go to this. Um, and it was great. You know, they played like Over the Rainbow, they played Schindler's List, they played, um, (laughs) Apocalypse Now, Chariots of Fire, all kinds of great stuff. Uh, but another thing that they played... Um, let's Titanic, and it was uh, <laughs> I think about three days after the submersible situation. Um, okay. and obviously after they the, had the it. End, the end of yes. the countdown was over. Okay. The, yeah, I think the countdown had completed, and so um, 
obviously they had it on their program like well in advance and so they just decided to go ahead with it but it was kind of funny i don't know if you're aware jer of the fact that my heart will go on rocketed back up the charts to number 12 because Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. are dark we're dark hilarious creatures um but also as soon as they started playing every person at that venue whipped out their phone and started filming (laughs) and i was like (laughs) how many people are making an instagram story right now that says like too soon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so anyway well, maybe just... they have they had a plan uh i've also seen some very hel- hilarious graphs of like titanic deaths and it's just one big spike <laughs> and then a bunch of time and then a little blip um, <laughs> okay well before we get ourselves in trouble that's a different show that's a different show that's a different show um should i also do watching? should i also do a real one okay um well yeah. actually still on a nautical theme sorry <laughs> i had to go. say that can't, we can't let it we can't let it go <laughs> uh have you ever heard of the reality show below deck yes of course yeah uh so this mm-hmm. is part of the bravo verse um it started in like 2013 um and this definitely very realistic not at all heavily produced reality program follows the crew of um these chartered super yachts as they do these like several day charters of rich people driving them around. Um, the main the main show takes place in the Caribbean, but there have now been spin-off shows. So there's like below deck Mediterranean and like below deck sailing yacht. Um so of course I've now watched several seasons of this stupid show in the background of mm-hmm. my life while I go about my life. Um and it's just I mean, it's garbage. Let's be frank. Let's be real. This is rotting my brain, and I don't know why I'm doing it. Um, but something about the, like, manufactured drama that has no real stakes, and and I feel that no one's being harmed by it, really, combined with sort of the extremely predictable rhythm of the show, like, you know, every episode is like, here's our new charter. Here's the guest's crazy request. Like, ooh, these high-maintenance rich people. And then there's some drama between the staff. And then, you know, something will go wrong at some point with the charter. And then someone will be redeemed. And then the guests will leave. Like, you just, you kind of know exactly what's going to happen. But there's just enough variation with the, the pointless drama that no one's ultimately really being harmed by that it remains interesting, I guess. Um... And one of the things I kind of like about it is that it really doesn't pull any punches in terms of making the super rich people who are their customers look just terrible. Like, just showing mm-hmm. the worst of the worst of their kind of, like, entitled they, behavior. They're, they're rich. They're rich. They have that. They, that's fine. Yeah. They've got what they need. It's okay. But I like that the show doesn't protect them from looking stupid, and it kind of really is a nice reminder of, like, the, most of these people did not get here through their own excellence as a human being. So right. It's, so well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm happy and I'm happy you have found that garbage <laughs> and sad that you continued to. I I do think like it is an odd thing because the most interaction I have with this show is from like specific highlights that make their way to me. Yeah. And the reason my in-laws watch it, so I'm aware of what it is. And we've, like, I've seen a few episodes, and you're right, like, it does just have a very, like, 
And it's got to be a thing where, like, sometimes it's not a problem, but we need a problem. So yeah. Yeah, the yeah. fish was too spicy. And that's, you know, like, you know, Absolutely. we put that we can't have, you know, anyway. But, um, yeah. No, I just hate it a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> fair. I kind of do, too. Like, it's one yeah. of those things where I'm like, I don't think I'm really having fun. But I cannot stop watching this. And and I again, it's my classic reality show thing where it's like the interpersonal dynamics I do find very interesting. And the even even kind of with that knowledge of like this is heavily produced and not all real, but it's kind of this mm-hmm. weird like warped mirror image of all of these different facets of culture and psychology and people that I'm just like, I don't know. It's like candy to me. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> Gosh, if it doesn't go down smooth. Cool. It does. It does. Um, I, uh, well, yeah, now for something completely different. <laughs> yeah. Um, on, on Father's Day, I was able to go to a little, a little movie called Across the Spider-Verse with the Child. Cute. Um, which was really fun. Uh, we watched it. I got to go to the new theater, The Landmark, which uh, you'll get my little, my little review of as we go through this whole thing. Um, but, uh, have you seen Across the Spider-Verse? I actually haven't. I forgot it came out. <laughs> that's fine. Too busy that's watching like, Below Deck, you, apparently. That's, I, that's, you got your priorities. I think it's fine. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a mild spoiler. It's not a spoiler. Uh, but it is just a thing I didn't know. Um, the movie was very good. They have an incredible cast. They have done some really just awesome animation things that are beautiful like just like watch like everything looks awesome all of the time and then they go somewhere else and it changes and it looks just as crazy like it's like it's just a continuous like beam of interesting lights and stuff into your mind like it is just pretty great um a few times i was like this is the slowest movie i have ever like i like i feel like we have been in here for a half hour and we have not even seen Miles yet. Like, you know, oh. like, I was just like, this is crazy. Like, this is really... And then kind of towards, like, like I don't know, the three quarters of the way mark, I was like, how are they going to resolve this? You know, like, we are moving through things that, like, with a ton of depth. And, like, we're getting, like, whole scenes with his parents without him. You know, like, it's just all of this stuff. And then it reveals that it is just the first half of a two-part thing so uh. it ends full, it full on in the whole thing but uh, i'm sitting there with a six-year-old and she's just like what like what's the resolution to the you know like what's the anyway um we talked about it it's fine she's aware that there are things that now happen in multiple parts and she has to wait for it and that's okay we all we all got it kind of figured out but uh it was just this thing that i like oh i never like prepared her that this was a thing that could happen yeah because she like she's just not used to and then she got home and she was like can we watch it at home now like can like you got it on the big screen so can we just now put it in the little one and do a little rego of it and it's like no you have to wait like you like it's not out like you this is the way it actually functions. that's not the media landscape she's used to <laughs> this is not it this is not uh anyway so it was just fun the movie was really great uh i do think knowing that it was in parts would have sort of helped me mm. be ready for that just like as a person experiencing a story not and being I, stressed a bunch out of time. 
Well, I wasn't stressed out, but I was just like, this is so slow. Like, like, why are they taking all this? Like, I don't need to know this much about this bad guy. Like, just make him the bad, you know, like, he's just mm-hmm. like a side character. Like, we don't need to get into his backstory or whatever. Anyway, um, but it was really good and it's really worth it. I'm happy that there's another one coming out, all of these things. Uh, have you been to Landmark? Uh, yeah, I think when it, like, first opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, landmark really if yeah if like if I'm hurting feelings I'm sorry I'm gonna be honest right now I think okay? the big company is no, gonna be okay I hope so but okay number one it's a beautiful theater it's great I love the simplicity of it and I really appreciate what they've done uh, and the facility is incredible I really I think I like the take on like the like there's like sort of t- two couch chair things I think it's I like it a lot mm-hmm. a lot of great things going on there uh, the popcorn needs some work. Number Ooh. one, uh, yeah, like it's I don't know what's I don't know what's happening, but it's just not as good as it could be. And maybe they need to revisit some stuff. Maybe it's me. I don't know. However, the second thing, I have never been so hot in a movie theater. In <gasps> oh all of no, my life. that's like the one thing about movie theaters. To the point where I like because the movie was like kind of dragging on. I was like, do I walk out? Like like walk out walk outside do i just take five minutes and then go back in is something broken i don't know and i'm not sure anyway it was a scorching day like it was absolutely yeah. brutal that day and maybe some of there's something failed i don't know but um i was very surprised of my reaction to it like i like i really was just like oh my god this is awful <laughs> it is though when you're too hot and you're like in a captive scenario like that where you know there's like a social incentive not to disrupt the process by like getting up and leaving for no reason oh boy that's that's a pickle yeah i did make it through i'm happy i did didn't miss anything good to go good to go but that is literally Uh, like the one thing about movie theaters is like you know it's going to be frosty in there that's part of the promise i wore i brought a sweater right you always have to a sweater that's wild. They really That's let true. you down. Uh, what else have you got on your list? Well, I also went to a theater um, for the uh-huh. first time in quite a long time. While I was in Toronto, I hit that wall of like, <laughs> it's raining and I've been sightseeing for two days and I'm so tired. I just yep. want to go sit down in a dark room. Um, mm-hmm. And so and I saw I saw Wes Anderson's new project, uh, Asteroid City. And... I think, I honestly think I need to see it again before I can say anything really meaningful or substantial about it. Like, I think, I don't know. I feel like I was just really on the journey. Um, well, okay, have you seen it? No, not yet. I know, I, I've, I know what it is, mm. and I have seen some people talk about it, and I wonder if that's where you're going. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, like, I feel like describing it is honestly kind of tricky. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 like a play within a, a movie or like a. Yeah, I think I said that right. Mm-hmm. I was going to say a play within a play, but it's not a play. It's a movie. Um, and it's just this like, you know, classic hymn, like a, a an ensemble cast, like a collection of characters at this like camp for gifted science teens like in the middle of the desert and then a bunch of really wacky stuff happens like that's 
I think the best that I could describe it, including an alien coming down, and it's hilarious. Um, nice. Absolutely stacked mm-hmm. cast. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm like, who all was even in there? Scarlett Johansson. Um, I mean, all the classics like Jason Schwartzman, Adrian Brody. Um, Tom Hanks is in it. Um, what's, who's that person I'm thinking of? Oh, um, the girl Bill from Murray. Stranger Things. Bill Murray is... Is Bill Murray? Yeah, Millie Bill Murray's Bobby. in it. Millie Bobby Brown. No, uh, Nepo Baby. Sean Penn's daughter. Oh, Thurman. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. Uma Thurman's daughter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maya. Maya something? It doesn't yeah. matter. My, anyway, uh, Maya Hawk. Because Hawk. it's also Ethan, Ethan Hawk. Hawks. Yeah. It's Ethan Hawk, not yeah. Sean Penn. <laughs> okay, wow. That was a real journey for, <laughs> for so little yeah, We got there. We got there. Um, and then, like, you know, 1,000 other people. Um, the music was great. There were some really great performances. It was just one of those things where I was like, I don't know what I just watched exactly. Like, I don't know what I'm taking away from it. I don't know what it was sort of supposed to mean, if anything. But I had a good time. I, mm-hmm. It was an enjoyable ride. Nice. There, uh, there has been some links to this work and the uh, discussion of autism or something. Or- some other sorts of things happening and uh i don't know i i haven't seen it i don't know if that's a part of it Mm. is that a part of it not explicitly but like all like a lot of the characters are very autistic coded if like like, at least yeah like is this like but like is this a piece of work about that maybe sort of maybe okay could be read that way for sure Okay. Yeah, because it's this group of, like, gifted teens, and, and a bunch of the pieces are kind of, like, them interacting in interesting mm. ways. And, yeah, I guess, like, cool. yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Well, and not done in a... What was that... What was that bad example, Sia movie? Sia. I knew you were going to say Sia. Uh, <laughs> I know, sing. I know. No, not sing. Music, I think it was called. Okay, yes. But it wasn't the music. What? It, it didn't get to music level badness. Oh, no, 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 no. Not okay, good, good, good. Not good, 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 good. Uh, No, it looks good. Uh, I think I'm behind on Wes Anderson now that I think about it for a moment here. Um, and yeah, maybe did you I see, did you see the French Dispatch? No, I don't think I did. Mm. Um, as part of my non-movie watching existence. But now that I've figured out nibbling. Yeah, you could. To... That would be a good one to nibble, I think, because that one's like. Like, both yes, of these are built, pretty non-linear. Yeah, built to nibble. And, like, I... Well, I I don't want to talk about nibbling all the show, but I have <laughs> been nibbling for a while. I just didn't figure out how to do it properly until, yeah. until now. Yeah. But, um, no, that's cool. I should see if I can get out to a theater and check that out because it feels like a theater movie. Yeah. So. I see that. Mm-hmm. Um, in just a couple minutes we have left here, I was able to watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I also haven't seen uh, that. Uh, well, there, yeah, we, we got, but together we have all our bases covered. Um, <laughs> it was fine. Mm. I wasn't hyper motivated to go, but some people were going, so I went. Mm-hmm. That was how I got there. Um, it was good. There were a lot of funny jokes. Visually speaking, they did a great job. There were some of the most horrific depictions of, like, 
making rocket that I've like they don't even show it. It's just like sounds and and it is horrendous. Like it is bad. Like it is like super uncomfortable. <laughs> to what do you watch mean making rocket? So Rocket Raccoon yeah. is a raccoon that was modified to walk and talk and stand upright. Yeah. And they depict that process. They show they show it and Rocket has friends, which are other animals that are like assembled together. So it's like Doctor Moreau? Kind of. Sort of. Like that's the villain. That's what the whole thing's about. <laughs> oh no. And like he he has friends who are like parts of other animals stuffed together. And it's kind of sad. And they're like it's wild. Anyway, um, kind like it's this whole thing where like I was wondering if Marvel would finally like w- we're gonna do some stuff, some characters are gonna die, and they just keep maintaining the status quo. <laughs> they mm. just will not like they really won't mess with anything. And a couple, you know, like you can only tease it so much, and then at some point it's just like, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, it was good. If you liked it, check it out. Uh, Peter Quill will return, but this is the last Guardians movie. So, yeah. like it's Well, because like, we got to have more of that ending. guy. As a culture, we just we got to. are so into him. We got, If we don't get it there, we're going to get it somewhere else, Sanj. Anyway, that's all the time we have. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manatuna. My co-host, Sanj, and everyone at CJTR and to our listeners. Spoiler Alert is broadcast live Wednesday, 6 p.m., rebroadcast Fridays at 3, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter at Spoiler Alert YQR and Instagram at Spoiler Alert CJTR. Uh, have a great week, everyone. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm back. Sanj's back. And uh, if we if things work out, Sean might be back, too. So, Reunited look out. And it feels so good. So Bye. good. Anyway, see you next week. <laughs>